will increase your efficiency 20% if you learn to do the tough things first, the ones you don't want to do. Ray Zinn now imparts his management philosophy in Tough Things First. In this series, Zinn covers it all from the essence of human happiness. If you're going to make it a consistent practice of working Saturdays just because you think you've got to work 80 hours a week to be successful, you're, you're just flat out wrong. To the downside of venture capital. People said, well, don't sweat the small things. Well, I guarantee if you don't sweat the small things, the big things are going to become a mess. And the essence of entrepreneurial discipline. Don't want to wait until you jump off the cliff to grab a parachute. Now here's Ray Zinn, Silicon Valley's longest-serving CEO. Welcome to the Tough Things First podcast, your indispensable source for business leadership and life advice with the longest-serving CEO in Silicon Valley history. I'm your guest host, Rob Artigo, and he's Ray Zinn. Good morning, Ray. Hey, how you doing there, Rob? Good to good. be with you again. Good, good, good. Good to see you. Well, COVID is, uh, COVID is mostly in the rearview mirror now, but the fallout apparently lingers. You know, we, oh, we, still man. Have, we still have a lot of people working from home, remote working. And I, I know that there is, I mean, some big companies, Facebook and Apple and other companies, are, it's a big push to try to get a lot of people to get back into the office, in some cases requiring people to get back into the office. And some people are still sort of balancing a little home, a little work. What do you think, Ray, in 2024, are we going to see more work from home or is it going to start tapering off? Well, it's tapering off now, actually. Uh, my prediction is that uh, most companies um, that had, uh, you know, had a work from home uh, uh, policy during the uh, COVID uh, pandemic are, are now going to scale that back to them coming into work. So um, most companies now are at least three days in the office, two days um, uh, at home, like let's say Monday and Friday at home and then uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, in the office. So uh, that's going to then I think going to go uh, in, in um, either latter part of 2024 or in 2025, it's going to go to to two days and then ultimately down one day and then I mean, I'm not two days, one, one day in 2025 to no days in 2026. So in other yeah. words, by 2026, um, all companies will, will be back to uh, 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 100% in, in the office. Yeah, and the reason for that, of course, you know, this is part of our discussion today is that uh, uh, I mean, employees are just not as, as, as uh, efficient working from home. Now, granted, uh, they they'd like it. I mean, the, most employees, I'd say 95 percent of them love working from home because they have more flexibility. They don't have the commute time uh, and the commute costs. Uh, they can, you know, be more. They don't have to dress up. They don't even have, you know, they don't even have to comb their hair. Uh, they can just uh, jump on their computer and and, and, and go to work. So, uh, you know, it, the pandemic kind of coincided beautifully with uh, you know this this internet capability working from home you know with with uh, zoom and team and other uh, uh software uh devices has has allowed these employees to work from home and they think quite quite effectively so if i if i look at it, it, it kind of uh, uh, introspectively uh, i think that uh probably a good 80% of of the employee workforce would prefer working from home. They they'd like to do it 100. percent Maybe one day a week going into the office, but by and large, 
you know what they want a hundred they want to be at a hundred percent. In fact, that leads us into this this coffee break coffee thing. badging. Coffee, oh, coffee badging. Yeah, coffee badging. So coffee badging, uh, I forgot the t- the term of that thing, but coffee badging is basically going into work, um, uh, clocking in, uh, and then and then walking around the office and uh, maybe shooting the breeze with some some people. And then after they've done their coffee, uh, had their coffee, then they then they say we're we're going to log out. So then they then they or or, or uh, check out that, check out right yeah. they check out Just and then and then and then go home. So, uh, but, but the companies are, are, they're, they're aware of that and they're, they're wise to it and, and they'll, they'll put in the, uh, the capability to, to monitor that. So, uh, so my view again is really, uh, doing the, um, uh, re- reducing the number of, of, uh, of times at home to, to, you know, two and, and two 2024, one in 2025 and zero in 2026. Uh, the employees are fighting it like crazy. In other words, all the employees uh, that that love to work from home are going to fight it tooth and nail. They'll even some they will lose some workers. So there's some people are going to going to quit uh, and and try to find some way to work from home. It'll, this pandemic has caused a lot of bad habits to occur, and working from home is is really a bad habit. The employee efficiency, uh, by and large, is, is pretty bad. I mean, it goes to the eighty twenty rule. Where eighty percent of them, twenty uh, percent do are, are good at working from home. In other words, they they're effective. Eighty percent are not, and and this eighty twenty rule applies, of course, there. So uh, here we go. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a big battle between the employees and the, and, and the companies, and that's going to be a perk. Actually, they're, that's another perk that some companies will offer to get the employee to come to work for them or leave their current company and going to work for for them is by offering them the opportunity to work from home. So there's going to be a lot of trading going on. However, at, at some point, even those companies that are using that as a lever to, 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 to attract good people, uh, they're going to um, uh, still cut back the hours that you can work from home and, and, and back. We're going to be back to the office again. So you got all that real estate out there that's being, uh, you know, currently empty. That's going to be to fill back up again. Uh, and that expense, those companies that have that expense. Now, granted, it's less expense because they don't have the, all the cleaning issues. Uh, you know, the the other things that go along with having the employees back in the office again, parking lot issues, and and uh, you know that sort of thing. But um, but the efficiency is just killing the companies. Okay, so. They they want the employees to to be back in in, in the in the office again. Yeah, you, you you mentioned the bad habit part, so you you went right into something that I was going to ask you about, and and that is, uh, you know, we talk about how easy it is to start a bad habit and how hard it is to to get rid of it and start a good habit. Uh, good habits are hard to come by. Is that kind of a from a from a leadership or management perspective? to understand the process of getting people back in is to figuring out a way to help them break a bad habit. Even if they don't know that they, ha- even, th- even if they think it's just a preference and it's actually just a bad habit. 
by now. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Remember, we talked about that that coffee badging. Okay, uh, that's that's the employee's way of, of of faking out the company. Okay, I clocked in, so they see them and clocking in, but then they'll leave, you know, in a, in a couple hours and go and go home. Uh, you know, dodge the traffic and all that sort of thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, as you pointed out, uh, and I've written about a number of times, a good habit is is one that's very hard to start and and very easy to break. Okay. Uh, uh, a bad habit is very easy to start and very difficult to break. Uh, and so that's why every year about in January, we talk about New Year's resolutions because we have to go back to those good habits that we call New Year's resolutions. Those are typically good habits, right, Rob? Yeah. Those supposed are, to be. They're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, exercising more, uh, eating uh, more healthy, um, you know, uh, just studying harder, uh, whatever, whatever it is that, that you, you wanted to do to uh, to improve yourself uh, as a New Year's resolution. Those are hard. Those are very difficult and hard to keep to keep uh, going. Uh, in other words, it takes a lot of work to keep a good habit underway. But the, what the companies do or what they will do is by pushing the employee back to work again uh, into the office, I should say, is going to cause them to have to develop good habits again. So and, and so the company is going to force these good habits, but it'll take time. I mean, just like the pandemic, you know, lasted uh, uh, a year and a half or two years, I guess, year and a half. Uh, see, yeah, a little over a year and a half, the pandemic lasted. Uh, it's It's going to take about three or four years to get that good habit back again. So even if they get the employees back to work, they're not going to pick up the efficiency right away. It's just going to take a little while to break those bad habits that these, that, that occurred or, or uh, got in, uh, indoctrinated uh, because of the, uh, of, of the work from home issue. So anyway, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, the companies will work, will work it out. Uh, they can, the companies can encourage uh, this back to work effort by making it pleasant to be back to work. So there's things they can do to make it, make it more pleasant for the employee. Um, maybe uh, a shorter work day, um, uh, maybe uh, uh, just a, a, a good morale boosting meetings and so forth that they can have. They, they, they have to make it pleasant for the employees to come back. So, you know, good habits are not necessarily pleasant. Bad habits are very pleasant, mostly. And so, uh, you know, people tend to respond to good, pleasant, happy things. And so they, the, the companies will figure out what they got to do to make the work environment better. Uh, and, and so I think that's going to be good in a way because these companies that are, that are on ball and really uh, knowing, you know, knowing this, issue will work hard at making work a happier place. Uh, and, and so that's the key. So to all of you out there who run companies and, and who have influence in, in this area of getting employees back to work, uh, try to make it a happy place, try to make it a pleasant place to be at Mikrell, That's what we did. We tried to make work a happy place. And, and so we, we we're diligently to make it fun for people to come back to work. Uh, maybe you have to improve the parking. Maybe you have to put more uh, charging 
meters out there for people who want to bring electric cars to work. Uh, maybe it's uh, uh, just uh, uh, better brakes, you know, on time and, and, and the workday. Maybe it's better uh, software technology, uh, uh, just making it a, a pleasant place for them to be. Once they get back into the habit of returning to work, then I think I think things are going to improve. The efficiency is going to get better. But I don't see that happening at least over the next year or two. So, I mean, they'll get them back to work, but I'm not sure the efficiency is going to improve much. Well, Ray, this is a little, this is kind of along the same lines. I mean, it's employment related, but I, I saw this and I thought, we'll close, close this podcast, this video podcast out with a, um, a, a kind of a, <laughs> just get your take on this. So I was reading this blurb about this employer in Australia. And uh, he has this big, speaking of coffee badging, so it sort of it sort of relates in that in that respect because there's coffee related here. Um, it, he evaluates candidates who are applying, does an interview. Uh, when the person comes in for the interview, he offers coffee, or I, I'm assuming that any hot beverage in a mug will do. You know, so if somebody doesn't want coffee but would rather have tea, fine. Um, but what he does is he the employer. The interviewer or the employer sits there and the person has their hot beverage sitting in front of them. They do the interview and they talk and they do their, their regular conversation. When they wrap up, he checks to see if they take the mug with them, go to the break room, rinse the cuff out and put it and, and put <laughs> it back. And, and it's like, that's a big way that he evaluates whether he sure. wants to hire the person or not. Give me your take on that. I mean, to me, it's, it, it, it's revealing, but I don't know if I'd rely all of the uh, hiring on that. Well, sometimes they don't use a coffee mug. They just use a, a styrofoam cup. But did they take the styrofoam cup, cup with them, throw it away, or did they just leave it on the desk? That That's that's another way of evaluating what kind of employee they're going to be. So, you know, you can, you can use a styrofoam cup. You don't have to use a coffee mug. You can use a styrofoam cup. And if they just left it there and walked out, then that's a, that's a bad, that's a, that's a no, no. But if they, if they take it with them and dispose of it um, or dispose of it while they're there, uh, that that's a good sign. Uh, So, uh, you know, that's, that, that's a, I think that's a, that's a good idea, actually. Whether it might be a soda pop can, uh, uh, whether it's a, a coffee cup or, or a styrofoam cup or, or whatever, uh, you know, that's, that's a good, or even a, a napkin with a, with a, with a hot roll on it or donut or something. Uh, you can find out if they, if they just leave the, 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 the paper there, you know, the napkin or, or whatever it is you gave them, or did they, did they clean up after themselves? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it is the cleanup after themselves. And I think it, it probably is, has a lot to do with just attention to detail and awareness of the, of what, of what's happening there. I mean, if you have the wherewithal to, to clean up after yourself, uh, then it means that you've, you are confident and have your, your you have well, good it, habits. You've got yeah. good habits. You have a good habit and you're showing that you, right, you're put right, together well. Right, right. For the audience, uh, you can reach out to raise in with your questions at toughthingsfirst.com. Continue your education and the conversation with all the podcasts, blogs, and links to information about Ray's books, Tough Things First, the Zen of Zen series, one, two, and three. And I, I have I have three right here. So if you want to check it out, that's what it looks like. Make sure you pick up those books. Uh, they're, um, they're wonderful reads, and it's a good way to keep going on a on a daily basis stay in contact with your uh mental acuity and with what ray's got going on 
Appreciate it, Ray. This is a great podcast, and I'm glad we could do it on video. Uh, great conversation, Ray. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Rob. You've been listening to Tough Things First, candid talk with Silicon Valley's longest-serving CEO, Ray Zinn. Drop by the contact page at toughthingsfirst.com for more about the book, more podcasts, and links to Ray's Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn pages to keep up with Ray Zinn's wisdom daily.